Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. We thank you right now. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You can be seated if you can. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. 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 Now, I promise you guys, praise God. First of all, welcome, everybody. Thank you for being here. If you guys don't know who I am, I am Pastor John R. Butcher Sr. The R stands for random. My wife says something different. Praise God. But I got a word for you today. And um, I believe it's going to change your life. You guys expecting? Anybody expecting? When you guys go to the supermarket do you go to the supermarket expecting to get food so why don't you come to church expecting a word i go to the store to expect to get food to prepare for myself it's sustenance it's something for my life so i go to the grocery store to expect to get what i want so let's have that same expectation today amen Amen. Amen. So I just want to just share with you a little bit, first of all, because there's just things that have been on my heart. The Lord has really been speaking to me. And then what I'm starting to notice um, after the word last week, the work before that, um, how the Lord is speaking to his church. Our, our lead uh, prayer intercessor had, was telling me and was sharing me what the Lord has been saying to her um, about concerning God's church. Amen. And I, and I love the last week's title from um, Pastor um, Atira when she said, um, when she said, build, what he said, build my church, build your church, build your church. And you guys know at that point when, you know, Jesus looked and, and he looked at um, Peter and he said to Peter, he said, who did you say that I am? Right. And some of you guys are sitting here going, yeah, yeah, I know that whole scripture. But just think about what Jesus was asking because Jesus knows everything. He knows. He just wanted to just say something to, to Peter. He says, what do people say that I am? Who, who says, well, some, what, some say he's a prophet. Some say he's Elijah, blah, 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 blah. He goes, no, 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 no. I don't care what you think other people think. I need to know if you know who am I. That's a question I need you to turn around. Don't look at your neighbor. Look at yourself. Who do you say Jesus is? And he said, thou art the Christ, the living God. And then turned around, you know, he said, listen, Peter, on this truth, I shall build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Build your church build your church now now speaking of church i've had some a lot of experiences with church all throughout my life before being saved and after being saved i don't know some of you guys i've had experiences with the um baptist the uh baptist church anybody come up baptist southern baptist missionary baptist baptist this and baptist that you guys know i've had those experiences mount calvary baptist church i, I i've been there when i was young um also had anybody uh, familiar with the ame church or the cme church anybody know about the ame cme church yes i've had that kind of experience there i had a great time i love it it's it's all god's church i like that and and then you know you guys you guys i just said something about southern baptist right we talked southern baptist we talked that kojic you guys anybody about kojic anybody Kojic Church, Amen. Everybody says yes. Everybody says yeah. Praise God. First, giving on unto God, who is the head of my life. Yeah, you got. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? So, so I just want to say something, but I have to talk about this. I've been to all these kind of churches in these denominations. I have nothing bad to say about them, but there's one thing I do have to say about us, and and maybe you don't know this, but me personally, I love a Pentecostal church. 
And it's funny because right now, so many people are like, okay, I don't even know what Pentecostal is. And some of you guys probably been at this church for years and don't realize that the Building Christian Fellowship is a Pentecostal church. And you're like, wait, wait, what do you mean a Pentecostal church? What is that? Is that, isn't that a, some kind of a, this modalism? Or, no, no, a Pentecostal church is a church that believes in the day of Pentecost. When the, when the, Joel, you guys know Joel in the book of Joel when it says, and on the last days the Lord will pour out his spirit upon all flesh and men and, and women. For all of you guys that don't know about the Southern Baptist Convention thing that's going on about women preaching, the Bible said in Joel before the church actually started, he said, on the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and men and women shall prophesy. So we believe that that happened on the day of Pentecost. God poured out a spirit upon the church. That's when the church actually happened. When we got awakened, we were given the Holy Spirit and we were given gifts. Oh, come on, somebody, because there's gifts. This is what Pentecostals do. You guys see what's going on? Somebody turns the music down and starts saying, just give the fruit of your lips. And we start going and we moving and we believe in tongue talking and laying hands and, and doing all this other stuff. You, got, you guys with me? And with all that, I'm just want, I just want to let you guys know. Some of you guys are still saying, but I don't understand what Pentecostalism is, period. I don't know. Well, just listen. In next couple of months, I'm going to be doing a class, a six-week class on Pentecostalism. I'm telling you this so you can understand to understand what Pentecostalism is according to the Bible. I promise you I won't take nothing out of some book but the book all right that's what it's going to come from amen now let me get back to what i'm saying out of all these denominations out of all these bible yielding churches we all believe the bible we just express different than others amen even though some of us might not like each other we're still preaching from the gospel amen but I want to just leave you with this scripture real quick before I get into this message. We all believe the word. Amen. But this is one word I love for all of us Pentecostals. And some of you guys are like, I know it. It's Acts. No. Turn. Luke 10 and 19. Luke 10 and 19, it says this. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I love that. Because what's saying here, I, I could just go dive in deep to this is that God has given me the authority to trample on serpents and snakes because I got the authority to cast demons out because I got that power. Mark 16 and 17 says this, and these signs will accompany those who believe. How many believe? Okay. He says, in my name. What's his name? Jesus. What, wait, wait. Who's name? What's his name? Jesus. He said, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Okay, okay, I, I heard, I, like, wait a minute, where's he going? I, I just made that up, what I just said, the No. But we will speak new tongues. If you want to know more about that, come to the class. But God said, first of all, he says, I've given you the authority to cast out demons. That means not just the pastor, not the deacons, but you yourself got the power. The dunamis. The fuerza. Poder. The power. The strength. God's given it to you. He's like, when it was him, he just, um, I don't know if you guys see Shazam, but in Shazam, he was like, this, the wizard gave this boy the power, the same power that he had. Listen, God, that's where they got the whole theme from was the Bible. Jesus came and said, look, I'm going to give you the same power that you've seen me demonstrate. I'm going to let you do it. I'm giving you the same power. There, listen, it's the same power, not a little bit of power, not some of the power, not a part of the power, but I'm giving you all the power. 
And once you get that power, guess what's going to happen? All these signs will follow. They'll accompany you, those that believe. Listen, there's some people in here right now that don't believe that they can lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. You can call me, but sometimes I don't have the time to go to the hospital room. Pastor, I need you to come to the hospital. I'm sorry, because right now I'm at my son's game. So you guys don't catch that, like, but, 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 but my friend's dying over here, and you're at a ba- uh, your son's baseball game? I'm not here to give you the power. Christ gave you the power. I'm just here to give you the word. And if you receive the word, then you'll get the power. <laughs> Yeah, where's he going? He said, when you do that, you don't have to, pastor, all you have to do is call and say, pastor, I know you can't make it, but I'm about to go in this, this hospital room. My brother, my sister, my friend, whatever's going on, they're sick, or my, my son's running around here acting crazy. I'm just letting you know to be in agreement with me, because I'm about to show you some power. In the name of Jesus, you got the power. I believe I heard one time a, 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 a psalmstress said saying, I got the power. <laughs> Do you guys know that there's 48 verses in the Bible that talks about casting out demons? 48. So don't sit around and talk about, oh, that's only for the pastor. That's, this is all. Every Bible-believing follower of Jesus has the power. All of us got that power. We all got the power to cast out demons. We all got the power to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We got the power. But the problem is, we got all the power to do all these miracles. But for some reason, we can't find the power to crucify our flesh. You got all the power you need to cast out demons, but we just can't crucify our flesh. It's going to be quiet today. You love the whole part about having power. Listen, saints, at some time, you're going to have to take responsibility for your actions. Everything ain't a demon. Yes, I believe, and I've seen it. I've seen, I believe in spiritual possession, depression, and suppression. Not every issue you have is spiritual. So you don't want to hear that. Because we know what most of us want to do. We want to blame something else. It's the devil. It's a demon. No. It's your flesh. It's you. I'm usually, when I preach, I usually try to include everybody. I, I'm inclusive when I preach. I, 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 I like to include everybody because I always say we, we. I, I speak French, we, 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 meaning we. But today, I ain't talking about we. I'm talking about you. Because this, this message is pointed specifically to you personally. Romans, Romans, I mean, Paul said in Romans 7 and 18, he says this, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth some good. Oh, I'm sorry. For I know that what's in me, that's in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. I I can go in this. I love Romans chapter 7. 
If you guys are taking notes, write it down. If you're not taking notes, write it down. Put it in your phone. Romans chapter 7. Read the whole chapter. Paul is saying in there, for in my flesh, there's nothing in my flesh that is good. I need you guys to understand this. So many of us sit here and we like to buffet our flesh. I mean, buffet our flesh. But the Bible says to buffet it because there's no good thing in this flesh whatsoever. Your flesh is probably the biggest barrier from you getting closer to God. Not a church, not your husband, not your wife, not your kids, not not the Democrats, not the Republicans, not the Tea Partiers. But guess what? It's your flesh that's keeping you from being close to God. I was reading this this article and it says this, taking responsibility for your action requires the realization that you play a part in every situation you experience and therefore have some degree of responsibility over the outcomes of your consequences. You have heard it referred as accountability. It means that your first reactions when you make mistakes or a mistake is made or a conflict arises isn't to blame others or the demons. Don't make excuses. Don't twist the facts. And especially, please don't just fly out, flat out lie. Instead, you swiftly acknowledge there's a problem, identify your role in it, and implement an action plan to minimize the chances of it happening again. You play a role in everything that goes on. Even if somebody's done something to you, you still play a role. And it's not about everybody around you. Sometimes you got to turn around and look at yourself. Because sometimes you need to sit down and look and go, look, this is happening to me. So sometimes you just say, you know what? I'm just going to get up out the way. Because it was my mistake that I stayed in this situation and stayed in this situation and stayed in this situation. And you're still trying to blame somebody else. Look. Shake your head. Do you know they call it common sense? For a reason. It's not common. When you believe that your behavior can change, you are more likely to be willing to admit responsibility. The minute you take responsibility for your action is the moment your condition starts to change. Mm. Yeah. Flesh. Conditions. Some of us are dealing with obesity. Shh, don't talk about me. Love me Some of us are dealing with lust issues. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of times we want to sit around and talk about people and talk about their sins instead of looking at our own. I, I, I really, I really, I'm just going to be honest with you. Just what the Bible is telling me is that we have this big issue as a church talking about gay people and their sin. But why don't we turn around and talk about obesity? Thank you. We want to we want to drink. We want to look at somebody else's sin. But listen, the sin of homosexuality is just like the sin of gossip. It's the same. It's all the same. It still separates you from Christ. And if you are walking in any kind of sin, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's gluttony, whether it's witchcraft, whatever it is, whatever it is, if you're walking in that, it's separating you from God. And here's the problem. We will want to look at other people's sin and, 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 and not look at our own because it makes us feel good about ourselves. Ooh, it's my flesh. It's me, Lord. It's me. How many of you people here have prayed over and over and over 
and over again to ask God to change the situation you're in. And it seems that the situation you're in keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's ever done that? Mm-hmm. People in here sit down and they're like, man, why do I always stay broke? It's in your flesh. But we want to blame everything. Man, look at the economy. Biden is messing us all up. I can't even do nothing now. It's your flesh. It ain't Biden. It's you. Because you're not self-control. Crucify your flesh. That has nothing to do with the economy. It has to do with you. I knew this was going to be tough. A lot of times we sit down and we're praying. We're praying, God, God, do this. God, move this way. I'm praying for my son because he's doing my daughter. This is my husband or, or my wife or my, my, my people at my job. I, I, you know, I'm going to quit this job because they don't, they, they just, it's a, a, a crazy environment. No, stop praying for the people around you and start praying about yourself and say, God, help me crucify this flesh. Next week, we'll talk about blessings, okay? <laughs> Before I read this scripture, I'm going to give you some background about this because this is, this is very serious, uh, saints. Everybody wants to talk about blessings. They want to talk about all these other things in their life, but we need to talk about is crucifying our flesh. Get rid of it. So I'm going to give you some background of Matthew chapter 17, 20, and 22. You can look at it, and I'm just going to get you guys there, and we'll, and we'll, we'll go. I'll get, you, I'll get you to the background, and then we'll read. So I'm just going to tell you. So Jesus goes out to the Mount, Mount of Transfiguration. He's standing there. He comes with uh, John, uh, excuse me, James, Peter, and the one that he loves, John. Put that out there. So, you know, yeah, they all go out there and they see Jesus and, and they see him in his body and they like to see him in his glory and everything else. And then when Jesus comes down, as he comes down, he sees that this, this, some man had brought his son and his son was full of demons and he was throwing himself in the fire and all this other kind of stuff. And, and the disciples were going around casting demons out of our people because God already, Jesus already gave them the power. He already gave them the power to to lay hands on people, right? He gave them the power. So they're walking around with the power, but then they ran into this problem. They ran into this problem that they were screaming and yelling just because that's what we do as Pentecostals. We like to yell. You know? Come out in Jesus' name. It's like, why can't we just go come out? We got to scream. We got to shout. I don't know why, but people, Pentecostal people like to shout. Hallelujah. But they were sitting there and they worked over hours and hours and hours of trying to get this demon out of somebody here going and going and going. And then Jesus comes up and he's like, hey, what's going on? What's happening? You guys, you guys got a problem here? You need me? You need me for something? They're like, look, chapter Matthew 17, 20, it says this. And Jesus said unto them, well, first of all, I forgot this part. Jesus looks at him and he goes, he looks at me, looks at the kid, says, demons go, beat it, get out of them. Boom. In that same moment, that's what the Bible says, in that same moment, the demon left. They were working on this kid, seems like for hours. Jesus shows up and goes, leave in the name of Jesus. Boop. Matthew 17, 20 says this. And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, move hence to yonder place, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Howbeit, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. I'm about to teach you something. You guys ready? Most of you guys have probably been in church all your life, and you sit down and you read this scripture, and it says, look, yeah, we need to pray. We need to pray and fast to get this demon because out of people. No, 
That's not what Jesus was saying. First, if you look at it, he says, listen. He says, because of your unbelief. Listen, saints, everybody has unbelief. Everybody. Lord, I believe, but help my. We all got unbelief. But then Jesus said this, I've given you faith the size of a mustard seed. That big. Let's talk about this big. If you have just that much faith, because that's what I've given you when you receive me, you got this much faith, faith to move a mountain, to tell a tree to move out. Jesus said this, because you have so much flesh and you're doing thing every, in the flesh, you have a little bit of size of mustard seed in you, but you were trying to sit there, yell and scream out and do all this stuff. You didn't use faith. You used flesh. And because you're in your flesh, the only way we can get rid of your flesh is by prayer and fasting. Crucify your flesh. That's what fasting is. Do you guys realize that when you fast, it's not to have God do something for you? I am trying to help y'all. I'm going on a prayer and fast that God will do this. No, he's not a genie. He's already made the crooked path straight. The problem is we don't know where it's at. So we crucify our flesh to hear what God is saying. Because I believe God, because I have my I have unbelief, what I'm gonna start doing is crucify this flesh, pray to God for his will be done in my life, and then all of a sudden I get the strength to go to go forward in what God has for me. When I walk and have a life of crucifying my flesh is when the power will be demonstrated out of my life. But we got to make sure that we have to pray and fast. Crucify this flesh. It ain't easy. It isn't. It ain't easy. Romans 6 and 6, it says this. Knowing this. That our old man is crucified with him, Jesus Christ, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. We got to crucify ourselves. Jesus crucifies himself. Everybody said, well, no, the Romans did. No, the Jews did. No, he crucified himself. He laid himself on the cross. No man put him on the cross. Can, can I just tell you guys? He looked at, he looked at um, well, it's not Caesar, but he looked at Pontius and he said, look, no, no, you, you, you don't have the power to put me to death. All power is in my hands. I'm just going to lay that power down so that you can receive the power. Mm, mm, mm. Listen, you guys, the Bible describes a laundry list of stuff that comes from your flesh. I got a laundry list. You know, you guys make a list when you go to the store. There's a laundry list. And I'm going to tell about this Galatians chapter 5, 19. You guys ready? Because I'm literally going to tell you what it means. It says now this 19. It says now the works of the flesh, not not the fruit of the flesh, but the works of the flesh are manifested. You know what manifested means? It comes out. Comes out. And these are adultery. You guys know what adultery is, right? Adultery, we know what it means, but it also means this. Entering into relationships, basically this. Commitments that interfere with your heavenly marriage. I'm sorry, the Bible says something that says that you don't have no no business with making ties with non-believers. Okay, we'll just keep going. Fornication, you guys know what fornication is. Maybe you do. Everybody's like, fornication, yeah, it's sexual intercourse between two people that aren't married. No, it's also this. It's the process of receiving the benefit of a commitment without being committed. Fornication. It's like people that come to church and hang out there because they get free meals and they get, they get people to come help them move stuff in their house or, or you come and you get, get their car fixed or you give them gas, and, 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 but they're never around to do anything else. They don't give, they don't serve, they don't even praise God. They don't even clap their hands. They just here to fornicate. Come from your flesh. 
uncleanliness. We know about uncleanliness. Lasciviousness, that means giving into morbid sexual desires, uncontrollable desires that we surrender to. Listen, some of us do have those things going on in our flesh, but we got the power not to do that. But some of us just are given into lasciviousness. Then we have idolatry. That's excessive attachment or veneration for anything. Like, a lot of people say, you know, like idols, like we see idols like Buddha and, and all these other things. But there's this new, this other uh, I, uh, idol that's out. It's called our children. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you got to call this to the teacher and talk about my son would never do that. Yeah, it's all your fault. What are you doing to do my? No, because you are putting your son in a place that he doesn't belong. You, you think that they can't do any, I mean, yeah, any wrong, that they do everything right, that but my son, no, mm, no, little, little Johnny, da, 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 no, that's idolatry. It's an act of worship. Here's the next one. Witchcraft it has nothing to do, well, they mean basically, it's, it's you know, Casting spells. You guys know what that means. Witchcraft. Wit. Yeah, kind of stuff like when you guys are in marriages or with somebody, you try to make somebody something that you want them to be. Yeah, wives, wives like to do this a lot. I mean, husbands probably do it too, but I'm a man, so I'm, gonna, I'm a husband, so I could say, why don't you be like this guy? I saw Pastor John do that thing to Pastor Kaya. Why don't you do like he does? You know, that's a spell. You're trying to take, make your husband into something else, into an image that you want to make. Witchcraft. Oh, yeah. It's from your flesh. Variance. It's a state of being different or in conflict. It's a person that wants to be this way or moving this way. I think the Bible says, I think it's in, uh, in James 1 and 8. It says, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a double-minded man. is unstable in all his ways. Do you guys got friends like that? They don't know one. One, one moment, they're a Niner fan, and then all of a sudden, they're a, a, a Cowboys fan. We know which one of it's flesh and which one isn't. I'm trying to say. But we got friends that don't know what they want to do. One minute, watch this. I, I'm trying to tell you. I know people that have been Kojic, Baptist, Pentecostal, non-dom, and now Hebrew Israelite. Variance. It's in your flesh. Emulations. It's effort or ambition to equal or surpass another person. I love, how many people love competition? Especially my nephew. My, my, yes. Listen, you guys, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of friendly competition, but when you get into the point where you just got to win by any means necessary, that's in your flesh. I love competition. I love good fights. I remember I used to fight. And when I get, when I'd fight, I would get beat up, but I wouldn't want to come back and beat him down. I got beat up. Dust myself off, good fight. But I've seen it here in church. Fighting. Make sure at the end, I'm going to be one up, that's it. I had a friend one time, he was always about competition. We'd be sitting down eating. He's always about competition. And, I, and we would sit down and eat, and all of a sudden I hear the fork hit the t plate and bling, bling. And I'm like, turn around, I look, and I'm like, what? He goes, I won. This is true. This, I didn't make this up. A person is always in competition because he wants to be the first one to finish eating. It's in your flesh. Wrath. You guys know what wrath is and strife, seditions. That's conduct or language inciting rebellion against the authority. Mm, mm, mm. Now, mind you, this book was written to the church in Galatia. The church. This is here. There's people that are in the, in the church right now that are conducting, having language and inciting rebellion with their speech. 
I don't like the way uh, uh, Pastor Donald was talking to me. Don't you think he, does, he talks a little? See, that's a problem. Some of you guys need to turn around and notice that. Hey, this, this, this is going to tell you how subtle the enemy is. He'll do stuff like this. Hey, um, you know, Jackie, I, I want to talk to you real quick. Do you, do you mind? She's like, yeah, sure. Um, you know, I was talking to Pastor Donald the other day, and he was really tough and mean with me. And, 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 I, and you know, I don't, I don't want to, I just want to talk to you, and maybe we, we could pray about that together. You see how subtle that was? A lot of y'all were looking at me right now. What was wrong with that? Let's just do what this word says and say, ah, stop. The Bible tells me uh, in Matthew chapter 18 that you need to go to him first. Don't talk to me. We're not going to pray together. Matter of fact, give me your hand. Come on. You're going to go over and talk to Don, uh, Pastor Donald. Now tell him to him because you to him first. I'm teaching today. heresies you guys know what heresies are people that come up with their own religion their own stuff let's keep going envy we know what envy is murders you guys know what murder is it's to kill somebody right but actually in the hebrew what that word means murder means to kill somebody's joy murderer some of y'all in here i'm gonna tell you this watch this I've watched it happen. A young Christian will come up and they go, oh my God, I just realized that God loves me so much that he gave his life for me personally, not just the world, but for me. If I was the only person on earth, he would have came and died for me. And you know what most of us say because we're so pious because we've already got the revelation? Yeah. Well, what you're really going to do is when you go back and look in John chapter uh, 3 and 30, you're going to see these revelations. And we done killed this joy. Murderer. Murderer. Why not celebrate with somebody? Killing nobody. Drunkenness. Reveling. You guys know what reveling is? Partying. Nothing wrong with getting together and partying, but this partying that they're talking about, we just need to party to get drunk and get high. That's what they're talking about. It's in your flesh. And it says, and such alike, which I tell you before, listen very carefully, as I've told you in times past, they, that they, that they, that they, which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. All these things, if you are guilty of all these things all the time, yes, yeah, in your flesh, but I'm talking about practicing all these things. If you're practicing it, the scripture says you shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I don't care if you come to church. I don't care if you tithe. I don't care whatever you're doing for the church. If you are acting in your flesh, the Bible tells me specifically, if you're living in your flesh, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's one of these days as a preacher, I got to stand flat footed and tell you the truth. Romans 8 and 8, and this is in the Amplified, it says this. So then those who are living the life of the flesh, catering to the appetites and impulses of their carnal nature, cannot please, can I say it again, cannot please. Who, who, wait, 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 who? We're talking about those that are living the life of life, living a life of flesh, catering to the appetites and the impulses of their carnal nature, cannot or satisfy God. Or be acceptable or accepted by him. If you're living a fleshly life, yes, I do things. I've, 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 I'm, I'm guilty of it. I'm, I'm guilty of showing anger. Because ah! somebody got in my way the other, other day. You know what's so funny right here is... July 4th. Can I testify? 
going to be set free. I know I am. So I was sitting here waiting for my daughter. My daughter's out having fun with her friends, and I'm going to pick her up. And, of course, I got issues. I deal with PTSD and all that other stuff. So there was pop, all that stuff. I was just tripping. I was mad about everything because all the bang, 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 because I'm everywhere. I got, so I'm sitting here. I drove, sit. Guys are fireworks going off everywhere. I'm right here in front of the church. So I had to come inside and relax and still boom, boom, boom. So I said, let me go walk where my daughter's at. Man, I'll just kind of calm down. She relaxed. So as I'm walking, I guess they let everybody out. So they're coming this way. And I'm walking against the traffic of people. And I'm on the sidewalk. Now, I'm already irritated, okay? Listen to what I'm telling you as adding this as walking in the flesh. I'm just, I'm, so I'm walking as I'm walking. I'm, people are not getting out of the way. I'm only one person. These are people that are walking arm to arm and they're, they're, they don't care that I'm walking on the sidewalk. Does anybody understand that? Is it just me? I, I, is it not inconsiderate that, that you, maybe you can just get out a little bit away. We can bump shoulders. I can deal with that, but I'm walking and they won't even get out the way. So like, I got to get out the way and then go back. And people are looking at me like I'm supposed to get out the way. So now I'm really irritated and now who's coming there's another man it's a man not a kid not a child but it's a man he's a grown man i'm looking at him 10 meters away i'm looking in his eyes and he's looking dead at me and now it's like a competition okay i'm not gonna move i believe that's what they said <laughs> you know the, the script the, the song the hymn that says I, I i shall not i shall not be moved i was walking as i was walking the dude's walking he's looking at me dead now i said okay here we go. It's about, it's about to go down. You get right in front of each other. He did not move. I didn't move. Tony Barajas, you know, you know. He bumped me hard. And the old man yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, pastor. Turned around. And I checked him. <laughs> Not checked him with my mouth, with my hands. I pushed him hard to where he fell <laughs> into the bushes. <laughs> So I, I turned and looked at him. And I said, you didn't see me? Mind you, he had a bunch of friends with him. <laughs> but they didn't say nothing to me. Because I felt bad. I was like, yeah, uh-huh. I'm 55 years old. You, yeah, you ain't going to mess with me. I'm OG, triple OG. It took me two days, the Lord, to, to correct me. I was in my flesh, you guys. It wasn't, it wasn't their fault because I'm a man of God. I have all the power that I need in any situation. What I should have been doing was walking and bumped into him and saying, oh, man, I'm sorry, man. Hey, you, where you go? Hey, you know my church is right there, man. You're like actually right here at my church. Do you go to church? That's what I should have done. But my flesh... I'm just trying to let you guys know so you could, you could feel good now that you're like, okay, so pastor does have you. Yes, I do. Sometimes when people drive and cut me off, I, I want to give them something. Like a bird. I just wave my hand. Just, yes, praise God. Just wave God. Thank you. <laughs> Romans chapter 7 and 18. For I know that nothing good dwells within me. That is in my flesh. I said it earlier. I can will what is right, but I cannot perform it. I have the intention and urge to do what is right, but I don't have power to carry it out. Anybody? Like, like, like when there's a bag of chips. You're like, no, I'm not going to eat the chips. I'm just going to have some of the licorice. 
No, my husband didn't fix what he was supposed to fix. I'm going to keep my mouth closed. No, my wife didn't make dinner today. But I'm going to show something else. Instead of my flesh, I'm going to walk in the spirit. A lot of people don't want to hear this already, do they? First Corinthians 6 and 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous and the wrongdoers will not inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Do not be misled. Neither the impure and immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor those who participate in homosexuality, they will have no part in the kingdom of God. You can be mad at me all you want. I don't care about your truth. I care about the truth. It has nothing to do with the names of the sin. It has to do with sin itself. Because Paul said in, in Romans chapter 7, he was saying, everything that I want to do, I, I, I want to do it, but I don't have the power to do it. I try to keep from lusting. I try to keep from doing this. I try to keep from eating. I try to keep from stealing and, 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 and misleading people in the wrong way. I try it, but I can't find the power that's in me. And I remember what Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am, who will save me from this body of death? Who's going to save me from this body of death? As I bring this to a close, Romans 8 and 13, for if you live according to the dictates of your flesh, you will surely die. But through the power, let me start this again. I'm about to give you guys hope. Romans 8 and 13. For if you live according to the dictates of the flesh, you will surely die. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, you are habitually putting to death, making extinct, deadening the evil deeds prompted by your body. You shall really and genuinely live forever. That's good news. Yes, you're going to feel these things that come up in your flesh. Because while we're in this flesh, we're going to have all kinds of issues that need tissues. But God has given us, listen, behold, I've given you the power, the authority to cast out demons and the enemy. I heard this prophet one time say, he said, if I can remember exactly how he said it, he says, me and my flesh will never be friends and friends we could never be. I was waiting for you to say it, Donna, but it's okay. What he's saying is I can't be friends with this flesh anymore. The Bible calls us to crucify this flesh daily. That's why Jesus said, look, if you're going to follow after me, pick up your cross. You know what the cross is? A cross is a, is a thing for you to be crucified on. Crucify your flesh the same way that Jesus did. He showed us how to do it. He gave us the power to crucify our own flesh. He's not going to do it for you. He gave you the power to do it yourselves. God didn't allow man to come crucify him. He crucified himself. First Corinthians 9 and 27 says this, but like a boxer, I buffet my body. I handle it roughly. I discipline it in hardships and subdue it for fear that after proclaiming to others the gospel and the things pertaining to it, I myself should become unfit, not stand the test, but unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit. I don't want to be a counterfeit. I'll be honest with you. 
you guys can sit there and just say, thank you, pastor. You, you know, thank you for telling me that you, you go with through, through things and everything else like that, just like another pastor. But you know what I did? I messed my witness up. So many, so many of us around here sitting around as if we're supposed to be Christians. We're supposed to be lights of the world. Oh, we got the power of God, but we do stuff and we mess our witnesses up. That's why so many people are church hurt because pastors and people will do stuff, mess up their testimony and people say, I don't want to have nothing to do with you. Yes, it's a burden, but the Holy Spirit will help you. wonder-working power. It's in the blood of the Lamb. All those things that I told you, that laundry list, and I think if I looked at it, it was like 19 things that's found in our flesh. There's one thing I didn't even see there, but it just it came to me. is fear. It's not listed but a lot of times we do things because we fear. It's found in our flesh. We can't, we can't, we can't succumb to fear, but we got the Spirit of God. And having all those things, those 19 things plus one maybe, God gives us the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Watch this. One fruit of the flesh, excuse me, one fruit of the spirit can destroy all manifestations of the flesh. So you didn't catch that. Just one fruit of the spirit can destroy all the manifestations of the, of the flesh. If you guys are dealing with lasciviousness, you need long suffering. You need gentleness. You need goodness. You need faith. Temperance. That's self-control. I just gave you five. There's this, this low old hymn, and I'm about to get out your way. There's this old hymn that I remember hearing, and it says, It's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not my brother nor my sister. It's not the preacher. It's not the deacon. It's not my father. It's not my mother. But it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And our prayer should be this. Lord, help me crucify this flesh. I believe uh, David said it like this. Search me. God, search me and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and then lead me into the everlasting. It's me. It's you. Crucify your flesh. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet. Praise God. If you're in here today and you're like, man, I've been struggling with that. Well, look, I, I can't have you come up and me to help you pray or do anything like that. But what I can do, first of all, is I need to make sure that you are right with God. The Bible says if, if you believe in Jesus Christ in your heart, if you believe that, you could receive him as your Lord and Savior then you shall be saved. If anybody in here wants to give their life to Christ, say, today's the day. I'm just going to give my life to Christ. I want to begin this new life in Christ, through Christ, with the help of the Holy Spirit. If that's you, just raise your hand wherever you're at. Say, I want to be saved today. Amen. I see you, sis. I see you. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Don't be afraid. It's all good. Just want to let you guys know. You know what? I'm a pastor. I wasn't. I wasn't born a pastor. 
I just need you to know something. I wasn't a born a pastor. I wasn't born a pastor. I wasn't raised to be a pastor. I took this same walk with fear and trembling because people were looking at me because I had issues that needed tissues. If you're in here, and especially if you are a young person in here today, and you're all sitting around and you're like, okay, I'm good, I'm right. Do you really know you're right? Let's talk about it. Do you know you're right with God? Are you sure? That's what the, the old saints would say. Are you sure that you're sure that you're sure? Do you know? Do you know? If that's you, if you want to be saved, come on up. If you're in here and you've already given your life to Christ and you said, today I'm going to change. Yes. Today, I've heard the word of God and I, I'm just going to rededicate my life today. If that's you, come on up. Say, yeah, I know the Lord, but I just rededicate my life because I've been acting like I've been literally messing up my testimony. Amen. Yes. Come on up if that's you. Praise God. Praise God. And this is what I want to do too. Yeah, there you go. Intercessors, if there's any intercessors in here, I want you guys coming into the altar. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for these men and women of God right now. I thank you, Lord, that we, you've said in your Bible, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we believe upon Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Right now, Lord and we shall be saved. And Lord, I thank you right now that we've been pricked in our hearts. And I know that you said that if we believe in you, we will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I thank you for the gift right now. Lord, help us, each one of us, to show. Lord, show us the way that we should walk. Lord, that we will not live by condemnation, but we will live by faith in Jesus Christ alone not by works it's not by any works that we have it's by your grace and we thank you for that Lord we celebrate what you're doing in each one of these people's lives I thank you for the rededication I thank you right now Lord that everything that's happened yesterday is behind us praise God it's in the past Lord we thank you We right now we repent of our sins we forgive, Lord, please forgive us for our fleshful, fleshly ways. I thank you for taking all of our sins and throwing them into the sea of forgetfulness. That we will look forward to the higher calling in Christ Jesus. So we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I'm going to pray, but I also want to pray because the word that was heard today, this is the problem. When you get this word, you'll take that word and you will hide it in your heart for a little while. Then you'll forget. And it's really important that we don't forget. Don't be like the Israelites. The, 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 the Israelites are able to, they, they listened, they did what God told them, but they forgot what God did for them. Don't be like them. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now, Lord. Help us right now to take this word and hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against you. We thank you right now, Lord, that you are moving in us. Lord, I thank you that we will take this word and we will just walk with it. Help us crucify our flesh. Lord, show us the way that we should go. Lord, we thank you right now, Lord. As we leave this place, you said you would never leave us nor forsake us. Help us know, Lord, that it's us standing in the need of prayer. Search us right now, God. Know our hearts. Know our thoughts. If there be any other wicked way in our flesh, Lord, lead us into the way of everlasting. Lord, we love you. We thank you for everything that you've done. Let us not forget 
what you have done for us today. We love you. We thank you. We bless you. In the mighty, magnificent, and matchless name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys give God a praise. Hallelujah.